on the show today, I'll be chatting to Nicholas Watson from U-Drive about the car rental revolution. Plus, journalist Damien Reed joins us from Australia with the latest news, including how actor David Hasselhoff is auctioning off his personal kit car. That's a Pontiac Firebird Trans Am, and it's styled after the iconic car used in his 1980s TV series Knight Rider. Um, Anyone under 40 might not be aware of Knight Rider, but you might recognise the music. Let's remind ourselves of the theme. Where is the theme? There it is. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. He's basically fighting crime in a talking car. And that might not seem like such a big deal right now, but back in in the 1980s, it was huge. This is the first time that Michael discovered that the car could talk. All right. Might as well put on some music. All these weird gadgets, you think they'd give you a radio. What would you like to hear? What the hell was that? Do you wish further information on Silicon Valley? Hell no. I want to know who you are and how you're listening in. There's no reason for increased volume. I am scanning your interrogatives quite satisfactorily. I am the voice of Knight Industry 2000's microprocessor, K-I-T-T for easy reference, a kit if you prefer. May I suggest you put the car in the autocruise mode for safety's sake? No, you may not. And that's final. Good night. Good night. I can't believe this. A car that talks back to me. Yeah, so it's expected to sell for around five hundred thousand um, dollars, but it's estimated to be worth just one hundred seventy-five to, to three hundred thousand. So fans are clearly paying well over the odds for the celebrity attachment, the attachment to the show, and that's the theme of this week's poll uh, over on our Instagram page at Dubai I one hundred three eight FM. You watch their movies, you buy tickets to their concerts, but would you pay more for a celebrity's car? You can vote either yes, give me those wheels, or no, it's a waste of cash. That's at Dubai I 1038FM, and we'll keep you up to date with the results of that poll throughout the show. You can also message us on 4001 or call 04871 and let us know what one celebrity would make you reach for your wallet. Okay, but before we get to any of that, we're kicking off the show with our most popular feature ever. And that one's... Or flip it. Few gremlins in the works this morning. In a moment, Matthew Davidson, head of motoring at Dubizzle, will be joining us live on the line. Over the next hour, he'll be using his expertise and experience to provide live car valuations. So if you're trying to decide whether to fix or flip your car, now is the time to give us a call. 04871 You'll need to provide the make, the model, the year, the mileage and the condition of your car. And Matthew will tell you what you could get if you decide to sell. 04871 or text 4001. We will be giving callers priority. Uh, let's check in with Matthew. Good morning, Matthew. Morning, Ray. No gremlins uh, oh, here, I hope. <laughs> mates, honestly. But here you are. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, good to have you on the line. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been it's been a really big week. Um, lots going on in the news uh, internationally. I was mm-hmm. quite uh, gobsmacked to read about their stopping car production because they don't have enough microchips. I don't know if you saw that in the news, but <laughs> yeah. 
know. Know, how many times how many times can these guys get kicked you know yeah, um, yeah. So the, and then locally there's been uh, a lot to deal with because um normally if you if you have a car with abu dhabi plates mm. you used to be able to deregister that car in Dubai or Sharjah, mm -hmm. but now they've changed the, the, the rules. So you have to do it in Abu Dhabi. So we've had a lot of customers having to get tested, drive yeah. down to uh, Abu Dhabi, because we all need to be safe, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, so whenever there's changes in rules and systems, you get a lot of uh, perplexity with, with, with customers. We've had to be uh, focusing on that this week. It's been pretty hectic. Wow, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you're here, obviously, to give um, some valuations over the phone, 04871 You're also going to give some expert advice. If people aren't sure whether they should be selling their car, maybe then, you know, there's a bit of a, a rattle or it's starting to have a few problems. It's starting to get a bit more expensive. You're, you can sort of um, give them a bit of an over-the-phone diagnosis of whether it could be potentially time to let it go if now is the right time to get the most cash. That's going to come up. Um, but we're also talking about this issue of um, would you spend money on a celebrity's car? Um, is there any sort of particular celebrity vehicle that you would like to own? <laughs> many, many. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I grew up seeing seeing cars obviously in the flesh but also uh, you know on tv shows and movies yeah. but um should i give you, you a know, clue the... my, my my favorite one if i if i had the cash i would want to buy and i don't think i would want a copy because the one that um david hasselhoff is selling is a copy of the kit car it's not the one that was used in the tv show i would want to have the original a team truck uh as driven by ba baracus yeah, the the eighteen van. Yeah, that that is uh, unbelievably cool. Yeah, even today, if you if you if you rocked up anywhere in Dubai in the eighteen van, yeah, I'm sure the cameras would come out a lot more than a Ferrari or a McLaren. I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Um, now, there's probably issues of confidentiality, but what about celebrities selling vehicles um, on on your site? Have have you had many celebs um, putting things online and, and boosting the price through their celebrity? Um, look. The whole point with with celebrity is discretion. Mm. Um, I can tell you that there has been a lot of celebrities that have sold cars. Mm -hmm. um, we have sold cars even for different members of royal family in the different Emirates. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I can, you know, for example, uh, a couple of years ago, we sold Nicholas Anelka's car, the international oh, wow. uh, French uh, footballer who played for, for many European clubs. Mm -hmm. He's such a super nice guy. Um, white McLaren, that was stunning. Um, but what uh, the, the issue that you've got, you'll get some people that that have cars that were formerly owned by uh, celebrities of all, all royal family, and you'll get that plastered all over the advert. You know, former owner yes. was this person, or former owner was that person. So, uh, and it's you know a lot of that you you, you get. Uh, a lot of people that look at it and say, well, you know, prove it. How do I really know that? And, you know, how is it authenticated? Mm. And so, uh, you know, I think with the exception of some of these really rare cars that you see in, in movies, et cetera, I don't think 
the celebrity aspect adds too much to cars here, to be honest with you. Mm, I wonder if it has to, you know, rather than, I don't know, Lindsay Lohan or somebody, you know, would somebody pay more for her car versus if it's been used in a, in a big movie or a big TV show that it's got that kind of yeah, iconic yeah. status. It's been involved in, a, in a, almost a moment of history on, on cinema. I think then more people would be willing to sort of to reach for. But the, David Hasselhoff's uh, car, the kit car, the Trans Am, it's going for 450000 at the moment. That's the, there's been six bids um, and there's only just under 11 hours left on the auction. So if anyone wants to get online, you can find it quite easily. Um, but it could, they're expecting it could go for up to 500,000. So obviously there's quite a lot of um, an interest. It, yeah. it, it will, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, if you look at the history of, of celebrity cars, like, for example, I don't know how good you are with the movies, but there was a mid-70s James Bond movie called The Spy Who Loved Me. Mm-hmm. And there was the most amazing car, one of my favorite cars, actually the one I would, would possibly pick for your earlier question, but the, the original Series 1 Lotus Esprit, it was a white uh, car that could go underwater. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if, you're, if you're my age, you know, mid-40s to, to 50, you would, every kid had that car. Yeah. But that was actually an amazing story because it was left in a storage locker. A couple <laughs> bought, you know, people can buy these storage yes. lockers, but they bought it for $1. They got this storage locker for $1. They found this car inside. It was authenticated from the movie, and Elon Musk bought it for a million dollars. Oh, my so, God. Wow. So there are some there are some amazing stories uh, of and and I think uh celebrity owning cars. I think you had John Cleese on the show a few weeks back yep. and he said he owned a car. Would I have paid any more for his Bentley? Not really. <laughs> and I'm a huge I'm a huge John Cleese fan. Um and uh, but I wouldn't have paid any more for his Bentley, but a Lotus is free from the spy who loved me. I'd be in the queue for sure. Yeah, yeah. Versus, or, or perhaps the Austin. I think it was an Austin that he um, attacked in famously in Faulty Towers. I think yeah, that would probably yeah. uh, raise the price as well. Right uh, back to business, Matthew. Uh, you are here, of course, to do live valuations. Zero four eight seven one double five double zero or four zero zero one. If you call now, you will get through. We've got um, some lines free. Um, Sanjay uh, messaged in. Let's hear from him. Good morning, Matthew. I have a 2015 blue Volkswagen Touareg that's about 85,000 kilometers driven. It's driven by my wife, so it's completely been female driven and with very light wear and tear. The car has no accident history and all services and work have been done at the dealer, uh, Al Nabuda. And the car has just run out of its warranty and service contract in November. What do you think I can get for it at this point in time? Let me know. Thanks. 2015 VW, what would you say? Well, they're picking the exact perfect time to get out of the car because no longer has the 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 value for them with the warranty uh, going and, and, and no service contract anymore meaning mm. they're they're paying for servicing going forward uh, still a desi- desirable car here the volkswagen touareg at that kilometer level i would say 60 000 to sixty-five thousand dirhams 60 it was interesting as well sanjay mentions completely lady <laughs> lady driven um that is a selling point for for some people isn't it it can it can sort of make people feel a well, bit more confident look, it, it's debatable I, I think we talked about this in previous shows mm. people are coming away from this now we're trying to be as neutral as possible in adverts not to mention nationalities or gender etc so look my advice to anybody that's listing a car focus primarily on getting the best possible pictures 
with great, great light. Don't take your photos in the evening. Yep. And make sure your description is very clear. List your top three uh, selling features. So if it's got warranty or it's accident-free, make sure they're in the headline. Um, but, you know, you, you're, you're on that very fine line of offending people. I'm not offended when somebody writes female-only driver, but maybe some people are. So you just need to be, uh, in my opinion anyway, a little bit careful mm. these days and just focus on what is important. That's yes. why people will buy the car. It's, it doesn't offend me, but I wonder if it, if it might offend women. Um, let us know if, if you're listening at 4001 or call 0487 It is... You know, it does it? Does, I mean, for me, it kind of implies that it's been safely driven. I guess it could be taken as offensively by either men or women. You know. Um, yeah. Look, some of the best drivers I know are women, and some of the worst drivers I know are women. And the same for guys. <laughs> you know, there's, men and women are equally as good. I mean, you've got some fantastic female drivers in, in the motoring world, rally drivers. Um, there's, there's women now coming through the early stages of the Formula Series, like Formula 3 and Formula yeah. 2. I'm sure it won't be long before we have a female Formula 1 driver. So it, there's no better uh, male or female answer. It's the, we're, we're all equally as good and equally as bad. But, um, yeah, um, my advice in 2021 is stay as neutral as you can in ad, and an in, a, in an advertisement and try and focus on what really matters. They, you know, the people are buying a car. Mm. They want the facts. They want clarity. So, Absolutely. yeah, that's, that's the best way to steer this for sure. Fix it or flip it. See, it worked that time. Uh, and we've got Matthew Davidson with us to give some expert car valuations to you. 04871 or text 4001. Uh, Amma has given us a call, Matthew. Amma, how are you doing? Hi. Hi, I'm good, thank you. Excellent, excellent. What would you like to ask Matthew? So I have a, uh, uh, a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. Um, 2016, 60,000 uh, 60, on the clock. And uh, some slight modification, uh, lifted two inches and a new set of wheels, uh, tires. Um, it's a white color. Uh, so I just wanted to see, there's no accident, there's not been any accidents mm-hmm. on it. I wanted to see uh, its value in the market. Okay, Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, 60K, been modified and uh, brand new tires, no accidents. Matthew, what would you say? Good morning. Uh, is, is it the is it the two door or is it the four door limited? It's the two door. Okay, the two door. Yeah. So if, if it's a sixteen, I think that's the seventy fifth anniversary edition, which actually uh, is, is a nice thing if you're going to advertise this car to put in the in the uh, marketing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the JK, which is that uh, variant um, in two thousand sixteen, has now been replaced with the JL. So you, you can't get the premiums even on these anniversary cars that were there. Um, the, these get advertised all over uh, the price ranges. I mean, I've seen them uh, advertised really high and really low. My feeling is this car isn't going to sell for much more than 105, 110. If you if you if you put it on for much more, you may get a few calls, but it's you're going to struggle because there's too much value in the JL now. Um, but realistically, that will sell for one hundred and five, hundred and ten thousand. Is that what you wanted to hear, Emma? Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. <laughs> you actually, you actually sound delighted. Uh, what are you looking to, <laughs> to to move on to? Were you just after evaluation? Uh, I'm just after uh, initial evaluation, mm-hmm. to be honest. 
Uh, and the next step is uh, needs some more thought. Yeah. Now you know the price. You can you can make a decision. Well, be like Amma. Give us a call zero four eight seven one double five double zero. That's how it works. You call up. You tell Matthew what vehicle you're driving, the make, the model, the mileage, the year, uh, and the condition of, of the car as well. And Matthew will give you a valuation over the over the air. Four zero zero one as well is the text number. Trisha texted in uh, Matthew. She's got a 2014 Chevrolet Cruze LT, 1.8 litre. It's got 102,000 kilometres on the clock. Good condition. Uh, it's white. Not sure if that will make much difference. What would you say to Tricia? Fix or flip? Well, the white the white does make a, a mild difference in the okay. sense that um, it's the it's by far the most popular color here, mainly due to to heat, etc. So wh- when it when you buy a car, you should always think about that one day you're going to have to sell it. And the three most popular colors are white, black, and silver slash gray. Oh, okay. um, so the, the, if you buy a car with a more popular color it will be easier to sell it when you do come to sell it. So just consider that. Yeah. Um, but what, and I'm talking about not, not exchange. Uh, that doesn't apply to Lamborghinis and things that are, uh, that you, a color actually like a, a green or a yellow actually helps you. Okay. Um, but that cruise, that cruise would be worth about 20,000 dirhams. Um, they're really great for just uh, driving between Emirates and driving around town. There's a lot of people chasing those type of cars. 20,000 uh, should secure the sale. 20k for a 2014 Chevrolet Cruze. Okay. Uh, John messaged in to 4001. Uh, John has a Lexus ES300. It's a 2003 model. So what? Getting up to 18 years old now. Uh, it's black. It's got GCC specs and 120,000 kilometres on the clock. Fix or flip? Well, kilometres are really great for um, that year. Uh, certainly 125,000 is not bad at all, but it's the age of that car that's going to, uh, that's going to hurt it really. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you sold it 10 to 12,000, uh, would probably se- secure the sale, but, um, yeah, it's the age now, um, couple more years is, it's 20 years old and it's not going, it, that's when you're really going to be scrapping that car. But, um, for now, 10 to 12, yeah. Okay, hope that helps you, Lloyd. 4001 or call 04871 Uh Rami is on the line. Good morning, Rami. Good morning. Sounds hope like you can hear me well. I can hear you. Sounds like you're driving. Hopefully, you're on hands free. Absolutely. Don't Absolutely. Worry about that. Safety first. Thank you very much, Rami. Uh, what would you like to ask Matthew? Uh, good morning, Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I own a uh, Mercedes Benz E300, silver color, 2016 with 151,000 kilometers on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no road accidents. I got hit by a car inside the mall's parking lot, mm-hmm. a small uh, hit. Uh, other than that, I'd like to sell it. I think it's the right time since it's out of warranty and all that. But mm-hmm. I'm confused about the pricing. The dealership has given me one value and the, uh, and you know, Dubizel, whatever, you know, uh, is showing other numbers. So what okay. should I do? I'm just going to dip your audio for a while, uh, but you'll be able to hear Matthew. Matthew, what would you say to Rami? Yeah, I mean, the the kilometres are high for a 2016, over 150. And, and that's going to be uh, the issue because people looking for that type of car, they're going to see cars with uh, a lot less kilometres. So you, the delta between the price of, of what they're selling and, and what Rami will sell needs to be great. I mean, my, my feeling is, because of the kilometers, it probably will be about 80. Mm-hmm. 
80,000 uh, dirhams. But it's a difficult one to price because it's unusual for, for that many uh, uh, kilometers. But I would say I would try it certainly on uh, Divisal at 80,000. Um, I would like to know what the dealer offered you out of interest because that would be a good benchmark. Bring you back in, Rami. Actually, uh, I, I thought in 80, 85 would have been uh, good. The dealership gave me 65 to 67. Don't ask me why. <laughs> that's what they said. I can and tell you why, yeah. The, and they have the history of the car. I mean, everything has been done there. Even the small accident was fixed in the dealership. All right, let's everything. bring Matthew, so Matthew in. Yeah, let me explain why that means our valuation is correct. Because uh, the dealer does not want that car. That car is not something they're going to retail because it's too high a kilometer uh, and they won't be able to put any warranty or guarantee on that car. So they're going to get what's called an underwrite. They're going to get a smaller dealer, a smaller used car dealer to, to offer them a price. They're not even looking to make money from your car. It's just um, an inconvenience for them. So the dealer buying that car will want to safely have around 15K in that car to protect them. Remember, they have big overheads as well. So it, normally, if you take a dealer price, uh, like in this case, around 65, add on 15K, that's probably what it's worth in the market. So my initial estimate of 80,000 uh, seems to be on point. That's the kind of expert advice you can get right here on Motormania. Matthew Davidson from Dubizzle. Give us a call 04871 or text in 4001. Uh, just time for a quick uh, text, then we'll take a call. Roland will be our next caller. Uh, Matthew Lloyd has text in. It's a 2008 Hummer H2, 200,000 on the clock. Uh, it's yellow. Um, he'd like to know the price and does the bold colour make it harder to sell the Hummer. Well, Lloyd, what a great segue from uh, my previous point. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> is this is the type of car you want a bold color. I mean, if you buy a huge Hummer H2, <laughs> you want people to see you coming. Um, so, yeah, that's that's certainly not going to hurt you. Hummer's going to get a resurrection, not quite yet, but they they've built uh, an EV, an electric vehicle Hummer with a thousand brake horsepower. Um, check it out on the internet, look at some videos. It's stunning. It's unbelievable. Uh, and that's going to bring a bit of a resurgence for Hummer, but not till it hits the road here. So you might miss that, but that would, with those kilometers, unfortunately not get much more than about 80, 85,000 dirhams. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, they're still sought after, but they're, they're expensive to maintain and, and fuel is, is, uh, insane, like a few miles to the gallon for that car. So yeah, I mean, if you can hang on to it, if you're in that situation, Lloyd, just wait till the electric Hummer hits the streets because then you're going to get a load of free advertising and Hummer's going to be back on everybody's radar. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, hope that helps you, Lloyd. Be like Lloyd. Give us a call, 04871 Like I said, Roland will be next. Good morning, Roland. Good morning. Good morning. What would you like to ask Matthew? Well, Matthew, uh, <clears throat> I just want to know, I've got a 2017 uh, Mazda CX-9, uh, fully loaded, and uh, it's clocked 84,000 kilometers. Um, I've had two minor accidents, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and it's silver in color, still agency maintained, and I've also extended the service uh, for another three years. Um, I, I, I'm thinking of uh, kind of going the green route, mm -hmm. uh, looking at something hybrid or, or maybe even a Tesla. Very nice. So, but, an, but an SUV, of course. Uh, 
So the, my first question is, how much would I fetch for my baby? <laughs> and the second one would be, what do you think I should go in for? Okay, so it's a 2017 Mazda CX-9, 84K, couple of accidents, uh, and extended three-year service. Matthew, what would you say? Yeah, good morning. Um, Well, thank you for being transparent. Um, I I think one of the the things that people don't understand about selling a car is is transparency sells cars. Um, So when when people have had accidents, they they tend to uh, not really uh, give up this information. And there's a lot of tools that people can use these days, not just vehicle inspections, but they can do online checks. Uh, They can go to evg.ae, the Emirates vehicle gate, and check a chassis number for free. So what happens is you won't know that they've walked away from that vehicle, but they'll walk away because you haven't been transparent. And actually, when you are transparent, you can overcome problems. Um, and, uh, and even with those accidents you mentioned, I think your car realistically would be about 70,000 dirhams. You may even be able to push it a little bit towards 75, but my gut tells me 70,000. But, um, you know, as long as those accidents weren't major and, and structurally affecting chassis, et cetera, or door pillars, um, you know, and, and and obviously repaired in 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 a, in a good reputable garage, it should be fine. You mm. know, the transparency is what's important. Uh, what do you right. say to that then, Roland? That's not going to get you too far towards a Tesla, is it? The seventy k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and just just to add to it, there were minor accidents, and mm. there was somebody else. It was somebody else coming and kissing us. Mm. So we did not go and bang into them. Uh, we are very safe drivers, the wifey and me. <laughs> Good. Both of you, both male, on, male yeah. and female drivers, nice and safe. But exactly, 70K, exactly. is that sort of uh, more or less than you're expecting? Well, I was looking at 75, to be honest. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Well, I hope that helps you. Well, uh, well, sorry, Matthew, yeah, go on. Yeah, I would, say, I, would, I would say you can start, like I said, 70 to 75. You can start there. But just talking to you on the, on the, on the phone here... You know, I'm already trusting you. I, I would buy a car from you. I mean, you, you sound like you sound like so genuine. If you can come across like this when you're selling the car, you're going to sell that car. No problem. Thank and so really, much, people pe- people should be like you because um, they'll probably find they get a lot more response and, and sell their car a lot quicker. It's quite interesting that. I wonder if um, people who sound trustworthy can just get more money when they sell, more likely to get a higher price. Roland, do you mind if I ask you what you do for a living? Um, I'm a DJ. Ooh. Oh, you're a radio, radio DJ. Uh, I, I'm not a radio DJ, but I do play at clubs and, and, and other venues, yeah. The Wheels of and Steel. Brilliant. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks very much for calling in. We appreciate your phone call. Uh, we have got lots of calls coming in, 04871 A uh, couple of free slots. If you want to get involved, want to get a quote from Matthew, do it now. 4001 is the number if you wish to text. Uh, let's go to our next call, and I believe that is going to be Ziad. Good morning, Ziad. Morning. How are you? Very, very well. What would you like to ask Matthew? Uh, so, Matthew, I have a 2012 ODA1, uh, 170,000 kilometers. Um, I just bought an extra service package at uh, from OD to extend it to about uh, 195,000. Uh, I'm just wondering, should I keep the car forever or just uh, <laughs> uh, sell it? Because I, I absolutely love it, but I don't think it's going to get much more than 30K probably in the market. Are you are you thinking, Ziad, that now might be the time to sort of maximise on on the on the sell price? Yeah. 
yeah, before it just becomes I'm not able to sell it anymore. Okay, well, Matthew is the man to tell you if that's correct or not. Matt, what would you say? Well, I mean, putting a, an Audi service contract on a 2012 car, that's, that's fantastic. And you, you're not going to get that value back, as you say. If you love the car and you've just added a service contract, I wouldn't be selling it um, for sure. Not yet anyway. And, and as per your valuation, twenty-five to 30000 is the value of that car. So, um, yeah, I, I think you should keep this car and maybe consider selling it after this service contract runs out because you, you, you're going to get a lot of value from that service contract. I get a feeling that might have been the answer you wanted to hear, Ziad. Yeah, absolutely. That's the answer I wanted. <laughs> does it does it actually physically hurt you to think about letting it go? Because I do, I do yeah, think yeah. you sound quite attached. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'm just going to keep it as long as it runs, I think. So it's, a, it's a perfect car. Okay, well, I hope that helps you, uh, Ziad. Be like Ziad. Give us a call, 04871 Um What should we go to now? We have got Usman on the line. Uh, good morning, Usman. Hi, good morning to you. Good to hear, have you on the phone. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. What would you like to ask Matthew? All right. Uh, so I've got a 2011 Ford Taurus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a, a few minor accidents on the car. But um, I'm uh, actually uh, just looking to sell it. Or uh, I just wanted to know. Uh, the kilometers are uh, reading around 163,000. Okay. So uh, I just wanted to know what the value would be. What, what, might, it, uh, what might it get me? 2011, 163, Ford Taurus, uh, minor accidents. Matthew? Yeah, I mean, that car realistically is worth 14000 15000 but the, the question would be, if you are selling it, what are you going to replace it with? Because that those cars, as long as they're running well, they're, they're great for, for zipping around the UAE. Um, so just just consider that if you were to put it out there, put it out there for fourteen, fifteen thousand dirhams. But just consider then what will you what will you you realistically replace it with? Of course, if you've been saving your pennies, then then you'll be all right, Usman. What what, what are you thinking about getting next? Uh, well, I'm uh, probably planning to go for something uh, a little uh, uh, you know uh, lower on the fuel. Uh, you know, something that'll give mm. me a, a, a not break my bank yeah. when it comes to the fuel. So uh, uh, perhaps a Honda or, uh, you know, Toyota, something like that. Okay. And what did you think of that valuation, 14 to 15, Matthew was saying? Uh, That that, that seems about right. Yeah. Mm. I'd probably put it out for that much. Okay. Well, I hope that helps you. Uh, Let's go to our next text. We have got a text here on 4001. uh, And this is from AJ. And AJ says he's got a mid-range Renault Colios, it's a 2018. It's got 54,000 on the clock. Dealer serviced, no problems, uh, and it's grey. So that's one of the colours. You, well, you said you said silver. Does grey count as one of those sort of uh, neutral colours? Yeah, yeah. I, I, silver slash grey, mm. same. Yeah. So primarily, it's white first, which is takes up about 50% of all of the colours, wow. and then uh, followed by black, and then silver grey. But yeah, that. 
I mean, that car, the Coolius, looks actually quite good in, in, in the silver gray. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, 2018, were those kilometers 45, 50,000 dirhams? 45 to 50K. Okay, so that's, I uh, hope that helps you, AJ. Uh, we've got this next one here from Marnie. Uh, she's messaged in on 4001. Uh, I own a black Jeep Wrangler Sport. It's a 2018, two doors, 37,000 kilometres, uh, recently been serviced, fix or flip. Really nice. Uh, <laughs> why are you selling that so soon? Yeah, I mean... Um, they're, they're the type of cars that, we're, we're, what are we, midway through the uh, winter now? Mm -hmm. So this, this is, you, you want to be, if you're thinking of selling it, you should be selling it now. Um, black is pretty cool for a Wrangler. I, I don't think, um, it, I mean, it fits those primary colors we're talking about anyway. But if, if I had a Wrangler, I wouldn't mind having a black one. Um, gut feeling on that, um, if it's a, the Wrangler Sport, I would say it's going to be around... Maybe 115, 110, 115. Um, but it is a good time to sell now before the, the warmer weather starts to creep in. Sell now, Marnie. That's the advice from Matthew. Uh, OK, Suhail has messaged in on 4001. He has a 2012 Lamborghini LP550 convertible, 34,000 kilometres on the clock. Uh, it's white with a black, excuse me, while I look at this, it's white with black and orange. Uh, Alcantara interior, absolutely perfect condition. Fix or flip? Um, nice car. Does he mention what Lamborghini is? Is, is it a Hurricane? Or what, what did he say? The mm, He just says it's a convertible. It's an LP550. Yeah, I mean, uh, it... it it could even be, uh, you know, any one of the. Can he, can he message back in and say which? Uh, I, I'm guessing it might be the Hurricane, but it it, it could be uh, others. But if we if we base it say on the Hurricane, that's easier. Yeah, 2015. What was the kilometres? It is 34,000. Yeah, I would say uh, late 400s, 475, 480. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can message back in and just confirm it's a hurricane, that would be good. OK, let's take a call from David. Uh, David, what would you like to ask Matthew? Um, basically, what, what he reckons the obvious cost is for a Toyota Land Cruiser 2012, 98,000 on the clock, GXR, mm -hmm. in, in very good condition, really. One driver, just me. Just you. One safe male driver. <laughs> Never <laughs> right. been to the desert. <laughs> no, it hasn't been in the desert. No. So, so Toyota Land Cruiser 2012 GXR 98K uh, on the clock, uh, Matthew. Really, really desirable car here. I mean, the GXR is the lower trim level, but that also helps because you you, you enter more people into to look at the car. Uh, if it's a GCC car as well. You'd probably be between uh, ninety-two and ninety-five thousand. That's where I'd put that uh, car out on the market because there's a lot of non-GCC. There's a lot of ones that are pretty beaten up and have, have got high kilometres. But that sounds a really straight, genuine car. So I think that can command quite good money. Uh, well, that's what, good. What that's do you think good. of that? Because it's got. It, oh, that, that's excellent. That's that's. I thought it was between ninety to ninety-five. So ninety-two to ninety-five is excellent. Very happy with that. Jacob has called in for a quotation. Good morning, Jacob. Hi, good morning. How are you doing? Hope you're well. I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Excellent. What would you like to ask Matthew? 
Uh, well, I was just listening to the radio and I thought, uh, why not give it a shot? Why not? Uh, I have a Honda, a Honda Pilot uh, 2016 model. It's, uh, I'm the only uh, owner, mm-hmm. taking very well uh, care of it. And uh, yeah, it's an EXL uh, trim, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, mileage? Perfect condition. Just wondering where, how much it would go for. Did you tell us the mileage? How much is on the clock? Oh, it's uh, 56. Thousand or almost fifty-seven thousand. Okay. Yeah. Matthew, fix or flip. Morning. Uh, yeah, great that you called in. Uh, the pilot is is still very desirable here. Uh, so reliable. Um, lots of families want them. It's a car that I, I think with those kilometres you could push sixty-five, seventy thousand dirhams. Um, I would probably start a little bit the higher range towards seventy and know that you can come down, but. Um, you know, it's like 69000 would be a nice advertising price. And, and then to see how, how the interest is, what calls you get, what messages you get, and, and, and then decide based on that uh, how much you want to negotiate. If, if the calls and texts are quite, quite uh, plentiful, then, you know, hold your ground on the price. If it's just one or two, maybe consider more towards sixty-five. How does that sound to you, Jacob? That sounds uh, pretty good. If I want to upgrade, I guess uh, that's the place to start. Thank you very much. Great. No, you're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. Uh, let's get uh, our probably our last. Oh no, we're not going to take a call now because we we need to do speed quote. Matthew, last time when we did speed quote, uh, you achieved uh, five. So that's your current record. Um, are you feeling positive? You know how many people have asked me about this speed round? They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing on the radio doing this speed round? It's, uh, my brain is at least melted for half an hour after the speed round. So I cannot be really confident and say that I'm looking forward to it, but I'll do my best. Okay. All right. Well, listen, uh, I, I'm going to get the clock ready. We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Uh, we're going to go through as many of the texts that we haven't been able to um, get to on the show yet. The uh, the quote to be the number to be is five. Uh, let's count you in. In three, two, one. Oh, that didn't work. There we go. Okay, Don. This is from Don. Nissan Duke 2014 GCC. Full service history. Silver. 158,000. Uh, slightly high kilometres, 25,000 dirhams. 25. Uh, Mohammed, Infinity QX, 60, seven-seater, 3.5 engine, GCC, uh, 157,000. Uh, they sell really, really well. Uh, 70,000 should should sell that car. Hakima's got a Dodge Durango, 2013, GCC, good condition, white, 203,000. Oh, too many kilometres, uh, no more than 30,000 dirhams. Gemma, Hyundai uh, Tucson, 2015 model, GCC, 78,000, white. Uh, has seven seats, which means forty to 45,000. A Tesla X100, under warranty, September 2025, 49,000 uh, kilometres black. Uh, it's got the better battery, but you'll struggle uh, 300 to 320. Oh, you've equaled your record. You've equaled your your record with five. Do you think we'll ever beat that? Ah, no. No, five is... uh, (laughs) You know, the the Tesla as well, they do... That Model X has two batteries. That's a 75D and a 100D. The 100 is more desirable because you obviously get... uh, more range out of it. I, if that if that actually has ludicrous mode as well, then uh, that might squeeze it up a little bit more. But you know, these these Tesla secondhand Teslas, they're struggling to get value. You know? Yeah, 
Yeah, it was funny because the 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 um the text the the Tesla text was from anonymous, <laughs> which was like, <laughs> and, and then there's a note which, there's a note which says leaving the country. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no name on that one. Sure, it's all perfectly innocent. Um, just uh, just before we let you go, um, we do have a text here from George. George has got a 2015 uh, Camaro LT. It's grey, fully serviced, uh, agency serviced, extended unlimited uh, mileage warranty until 2023. Very good condition. Oh. Crikey, whopping on the clock, 446,000 kilometres. What would you say? That, that can't be right. <laughs> for, a Camaro, for a Camaro 15, 400? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where, did he, where did he drive? To Jeddah and back? <laughs> <laughs> I packing, mean, that, that just... the mileage. Yeah, I mean, that just really kills the, the valuation. I mean, mm. there'll be somebody that will buy that car, but um, honestly... 35, 40,000, absolutely max. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, George, absolutely max. That's probably not what you were hoping to hear, George. Uh, but I hope that does help. Uh, thanks to everyone who called in, who messaged. Uh, thanks, of course, uh, to you, Matthew. You've got a big, uh, busy week coming up. Yeah, lots of events and stuff. We're, we're right the way through the middle of the winter now, so I'm just enjoying being outside, meeting all the different car clubs, and, and there's a lot of launch events. Maserati just launched their new car, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure Damien's going to update you on what's happening in the car world as well. Matt, have a great week. Uh, appreciate you being on the line. Thanks to, to everyone who contacted us, and we will, of course, store any messages that we uh, haven't uh had time to read out yet just to give you an update on the comp- uh, the poll that we've been running we were asking would you pay more for a celebrity's car now of course this comes off the back of the fact that david hasselhoff uh, the star of night rider is selling his personal kit car but would you pay more for a celebrity's vehicle at the moment we've got uh, 43% are saying no 57% are saying yes. Uh, if you want to get involved with that, it's on our Instagram page at Dubai I1038FM. This is Motor Mania with Ray Addison. Powered by ServiceMyCar.com. Now shut up and drive. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Hey, welcome to the show. If you just joined us, yes, you're listening to Motor Mania. This is your chance to talk cars and keep up to date with the latest motoring news. Still to come on today's show, I'll be chatting to Nicholas Watson from rental company You Drive. Why? Well, it was in the news recently that car rentals are doing better than car sales. And these companies are doing everything they can to attract motorists. But would you get rid of your car and rent instead if it meant that you would save money? That's the question that we're asking in our new Instagram poll at Dubai I 1038FM. You can vote either, yes, I want to rent, or no, I love my wheels. Of course, you can also message the show on 4001 or call 04871 if you want to talk about that. The poll is at Dubai I 1038FM and just tap on our stories, which is something I learned how to do about 25 minutes ago. Now, uh, first, it's time to catch up on the latest motoring news with journalist Damien Reed, who joins us all the way from Australia. Good morning, Damien. Good morning, Ray. Good afternoon to you, of course. <laughs> it is indeed, yes. A stormy afternoon, I think. Oh, really? Up. Is it? What's going on? Well, it's quite warm. It's, uh, it's about 40 degrees here at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big black clouds with the, the thunderous and the sound and the, and the lightning is just about to roll through. So uh, oh, I love a good old-fashioned summer storm on the way. Well, hopefully we'll hear a bit of uh, thunder and lightning uh, from, from the line. That'd be great. 
I like that. You might you might get some of the uh, some of the boom crash opera coming through. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you were t- uh, tuned in a little bit earlier, Damien. I know busy man, but obviously we were talking about uh, the fact that David Hasselhoff is auctioning off his his own version of the kit car. It's a Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Um, we're chatting to Matthew. He thinks it's going to beat uh, the five hundred k, which is sort of the the estimate at the moment. W- what would you say it'll go for? It's about ten hours left on the on the clock. Yeah, I think I think it'll, you know there's there's such a a, a renaissance in in like uh, 80s movies and cars mm. and that sort of thing at the moment that uh, I think you know well, I actually think 500k is probably conservative. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it goes you know the 650s uh, area for that car, maybe even higher. There's a there's a massive uh, urge for uh, for for nostalgia at the moment and. Uh, it's 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 just ticks all the boxes yeah. for, for for cashing in. So yeah, I think it'll pull a very big figure. Well, that's that liveauctioneers.com If anyone wants to track that, that's probably going to get busy uh, in the last sort of couple of hours before the auction ends. I would expect. Um, ever fancied owning a celebrity's car? Is there anybody that you would? Lady Gaga. We heard um, we heard Tom and Brandy chatting about Lady Gaga at the organ, inauguration. Uh, would you want to uh, own a celebrity vehicle? Yeah, um, in fact, Lady Gaga is a bit of a car collector. She's got some uh, eclectic and some oh, really? uh, some pretty cool cars mm-hmm. in her fleet. Yeah, I mean, the little things like Volkswagen Beetle, nineteen sixties Volkswagen Beetles, and, uh, and and a couple of Cadillacs and a few bits bits and pieces. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I've always um, I've always liked that there's you know there's there's certain cars that that, that bring up memories and a, and, a, and a, you know it's gorgeous, in your mind for a long time. Yeah, so things like uh, you know the the Lamborghini Mira in the Italian job, yes. the original Italian job, that unfortunately crashed in the opening scene, <laughs> but it left that impression in my head of I have to have one of those one day, and of course I never will. Yeah. But I mean, it's just just a stunning car, isn't it? You know, um, there's, there's there's so there, there there are so many of that that style of thing yeah. that could be out there. Um, Mad yeah, Max, of course, is a favourite one, isn't it? The you know all the well, the, of course, heavily yeah. modified. I mean. Being being an Australian movie, being patriotic, of course, you know it was the Ford Falcon GT. It was the yeah. the interceptor police cars that they had as well at that time. Um, roads that I used to travel on myself, yeah, and we go on family holidays. So that sort of thing rings a bell. Uh, the, another movie which is a, gr- a great favourite of mine um, is a movie called Ronan, and yeah. it was uh, there was a, a Mercedes, uh, it was a brownish. Uh, S-Class Mercedes that had the seven-liter engine, so it was quite a rare car, mm. and it was used in the car chase scene. Now, that's actually owned by the director of the movie, and he still drives it today. He lives in Monaco, and he still drives that very car today. Fantastic. Um, he's a bit of a car nut, not yeah. surprisingly, for a movie like Ronan. That's the so, film about uh, the assassin, isn't it? Is he, Ronan's the, an assassin? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a, cl- yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Yeah, through, it's filmed through Nice and Cannes and those sorts of areas. Mm. Um yeah, it's, it's one of those movies that's always on replay somewhere around the world. I love it. <laughs> just making a note. Watch Ronin later. Um, just moving on to the other story that we're covering. Um, in the news recently, it's been reported that car rentals are actually doing better than car sales. And there's a you know a lot of different companies sort of um, being established now to 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 pick up for that that desire and that need. You know, what's your view on the the car rental revolution? Do you think it's sort of temporary or, or here to stay? No, I think it's actually here to stay. I think we're, we're, it's actually we've we've reached a tipping point, and it came a little earlier. Like many things that COVID has done, it's preempted things that are going to happen a few years down the track. Mm. 
And I think we're going to reach that tipping point anyway in a few years' time when, when uh, and I think we've d- discussed on previous shows, when electrification comes in and brings the whole idea of car sharing and ride sharing. And and now with with the with the econ- the global economy and and you know people sort of wanting to be more uh, uh, easy to move around if they need to, if they need to you know move home to another country or whatever, mm. it's actually brought that need forward a little bit. And uh, and I think yeah, I think. We're going to see more people renting cars than, than buying cars. Mm. Uh, I think car sales will still be around because I'll just sell them to the rental companies. But it gives the flexibility, and particularly in the UAE, um, that's what we're all about. We're all about flexibility and, and, and easy to, to adapt to changing times and changing circumstances. And uh, I think renting a car in the UAE, like long-term rental, makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways because mm. – You've, you know, you. I mean, I'm not a salesman for for rental car companies, but you do get things like the 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 uh, you know, the, the servicing and the replacement of the car, and the convenience factor is very big, which of course we all love in the UAE. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always I've never been a big renting fan. Firstly, because you know, it's I feel like I'm sort of throwing money away a little bit. Um, whereas, you know, I, I could own, um, but also, you know, mm. not that I wouldn't want to be careful when I'm driving anyway, but I get a bit paranoid about somebody, you know, put, putting their door into the car in the car park and all that kind of stuff. And it, and it, and it bugs me and it makes me sort of enjoy it a little bit less. Whereas if it's, if it's my car, I know I'm not going to pick up any penalties or, you know, any sort of have any sort of extra cash taken, um, because of somebody else's yeah. mistake, you know, but, you know, and then you I sort of think to some of our callers that we've had today who are so clearly attached to their to their cars, um, it, renting isn't the same. It's not yours. You don't own it. And so, you know, there's there's that sort of element to it. I wonder if that would stop people. People want to own their vehicle. They want it to, to feel like it's 100% theirs. It's not just a temporary thing. Yeah, very much so. And and you're right about, you know, the sort of car dings and that sort of thing. You, you do have to obviously take care of them. Mm. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, I know some people who have left uh, the UAE and moved to their home country, and they've taken their own car with them. And I've sort of said, well, why don't you – I mean, it's, it's not like a rare or collectible car. Why mm. don't you just buy the same type when you get back? And they said, no, because this is our car. Mm. And there is no, there is that attachment, that, that affinity with it. Um, for sure, that, that that is a big issue. Um, uh, and you have to – yeah, when you own a car, of course you sell it, you get your money back, or you get some of your money back. But there is that issue with, with the the how fluid our market is. Yeah. That you know, if you lose your job, you have to you leave the country or find another job quite quickly, and so people are probably prepared to take the hit of of losing uh, what they'll get in the resale value of the car in order to just simply wrap things up quickly and mm. and get on a flight and move on to the to the next chapter of their life. Mm. Um, so there's that side of it as well, but I do, I mean, believe me, I do totally understand the the attachment that people have with their cars, and and that is one of the issues. But it's we're now at a situation at the moment in this climate where we're weighing up the sentimentality of the attachment to your car against the hard reality of the current environment that we're living in. That we have to be, we have to keep one, well, we have to keep keep light foot and and move with the times. And if that means accepting a job in another part of the world. Um, then we have to be prepared to do that. And that's uh, that's where the rental companies, I think, are really starting to move in. Well, we'll chat about this with Nicholas Watson from rental company U-Drive uh, just after 11.30. But uh, I want to talk to you about, um, you've been running an experiment, an EV experiment uh, over the last week or so. Tell us all about this. 
Yeah, so uh, I've been running around in the uh, the Hyundai Kona uh, mm-hmm. EV um, for the past week and a bit, and I've got another week or two to go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to see what it's like to live with one, you know, to, to, to do uh, extensive miles. And I've done about 480 kilometres in it so far, mm-hmm. um, and to see what it was like. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's been an interesting uh, comparison. You know, it's uh, uh, certainly... The running costs have been a lot cheaper. I haven't had to go and fill up at a garage. In fact, I've been even plugging it into the into the regular wall socket yeah. and letting it trickle charge overnight here. Um, but then, you know, you're paying a lot more for the for the privilege of having an electric vehicle as well. So this car is not actually on sale yet in the UAE. It, um, the the petrol version is, and the petrol version. Uh, is um, is substantially cheaper than than the electric version. So, you know, you, you're looking um, you're looking at about in a, the car that I've got here in Australian dollars. It's about sixty five thousand dollars, whereas the petrol version is around about twenty five thousand okay. dollars. So it's a it, it is a big premium. But um, there are so many other conveniences with with having this 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 vehicle. It's uh, you know it, it um, obviously. There's no range anxiety that I thought I might yes. have when you, when you want to go for a drive somewhere. There's with 450 or 470 kilometer range, mm-hmm. I haven't had that issue at all yet. I'm not driving at a thousand miles or whatever. You, and there, there's plenty of charging stations. And they're popping up more by the by the week, so the range anxiety is not there. The the certainly the economy on your wallet once you own the vehicle is is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but did you, and, did, before you uh, started it, doing it, did you kind of keep a track of how much you, you spend on petrol in a, in a normal week, just, you know, sort of driving around? Yeah, well, I've, I've done that um, with, with other cars. Yeah. And, uh, and certainly I've done that uh, across, across the board with, 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 the, uh, uh, with a variety of cars. And you're looking at a roundabout with, depends with, you know, small cars, you're looking at, say, a, a 66 kilowatt hour battery mm-hmm. um that comparable size car will have say a 35 liter fuel tank and that means you're getting um 450 420 kilometer range from both nice uh but the but the difference is that uh, obviously you're paying a lot less to to fill the car you're paying around about in dirhams terms for that solid small solid car mm-hmm. around about 19 dirhams to charge from bottom to top as opposed to about 63 65 dirhams to fill up um but then again we come back to that issue of you're paying for it when you purchase the car you're paying you know yes. instead of paying 50,000 dirhams for a car you're paying up to 150,000 dirhams for the same car which makes it more expensive over your typical five-year life. So, yeah. it, 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 they are things you need to, to weigh out when you when you purchase an, an electric vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, of course, not everybody's got the the choice to do that or the the availability to do that, depending upon the pocket. Quick updates on our poll on Instagram: Would you rather rent or buy? At the moment, uh, no. I love my wheels. Seventy-five percent, twenty-five percent. Yes, I want to rent. Get yourself onto Dubai I one zero three eight FM. On our Instagram page and you can click on the story and you can vote on that poll. We'll give you the update a little bit later on. Uh, Damien Reed is on the line with us right now. He's at Damien Reed on Instagram if you want to follow him, motoring journalist. And Damien, um, the top story at the moment is that these uh, pics of the new off-roading version of the Porsche electric Taycan have been leaked. Tell us all about that. Yeah, some some pictures have uh, have appeared from uh, from a test car in North America, in Georgia, in the United mm. States, of uh, of the 
the new version of the Taycan, uh, which is of course Porsche's new electric uh, saloon. Yeah. But this is actually this is the, uh, the the wagon version that sits slightly higher and has a slightly little more aggressive off roady kind of look about it. And I tell you what, it looks really really good. Mm. Mm. I, mean, I was wondering whether this is actually a, a sort of a PR stunt. You know, like celebs sort of take themselves down the beach and they end up uh, arranging <laughs> to have the snaps released. Do you think this is something that is this something that car companies tend to do to sort of rustle up a bit of interest? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, there, there was a time when when you would almost be lynched if you if you published photographs of a of a prototype vehicle that was heavily camouflaged with all sorts of things. And it's gotten to the point now where um, where they're not even they're not even gently releasing pictures of, the, of their own cars under camouflage, but actually shamelessly doing it in some cases, um, and even getting their there's nothing even getting their their prototype cars sponsored. So you know you'll see Aston Martin had their their prototype of their SUV, but it had massive Bridgestone down the side, and and, mm-hmm. and other companies doing similar style of things. So I think this might be a little bit of that because normally the cars are camouflaged, but the pictures we've seen, beautiful, clear three-quarter shots of the rear, the front, uh, peeking through the window of the interior, and no camouflage whatsoever. And, you know, these engineers, they know so well that their photographers around, and normally when they drop in for a cup of coffee or leave the car outside, they'll put a clipboard over the over the instrument binnacle or they'll do they'll throw a cover over the, the, right. the dash, but they've done none of that in this case. And... Um, it has very similar rear styling to the Porsche Panamera Gran Turismo, which is the wagon version. So mm-hmm. it's a new slight changes to the body style in that regard, um, which gives it a really nice sort of big proportions to the to the back. Um, but it's sitting noticeably higher, more ground clearance than, than the Taycan that we know, and it has a few plastic mouldings around the the wheel arches and the and the sills that 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 you see on these uh, uh, these these luxury SUVs. So um, it has a more rugged look about it. Do you think? I mean, get you know whether they released them themselves or whether you know they were sort of taken by somebody surreptitiously. You know, do, do car companies react to the the response that? it gets when these pictures sort of get released and, and you know, people are commenting and messaging and talking about it like we are now, would they kind of respond to that and potentially sort of change the design? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it, it's funny how it's changed. There was a time, as I said, you know, that where, where we would get phone calls when we were running magazines probably 20 years ago saying, how dare you run these pictures? The car's not meant to be photographed. <laughs> and they, you, know, you, get, you, get, you get a hard time. Yeah. Um, but the car is in the public domain. So, you know, it's, it all, all bets are off as, with my journal hat on. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's totally flipped now. It's, it's, now it's like, well, with social media, Exposure is exposure, mm-hmm. and it gets people the conversation starting, gets things happening, and absolutely. And I mean, I've I've been lucky enough to to, to drive several prototypes from manufacturers, and they they've they gotten the stage where they invite some a, a certain journalists in key media um, to get feedback, get genuine feedback. And and I've uh, I've done that a few times where I've come in and I've said, look, there's an issue with with X, Y, and Z, yeah. And and you sit with the engineers. And you and you dot point them, and you give them a full summary and a write down of what it is. And, wow. and there's been two occasions where changes were made to the car before it was launched. So and then, and then they, they give you royalties, do. of course, based on. I your... wish they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should definitely get royalties if you suggest something that increases the sale. Uh, there was be... one one particular supercar that yeah, that had. Uh, uh, pretty chronic brake issues at the end of the long back straight at Yasmina Circuit in Abu Dhabi, and uh, we mm. we pointed that one out, and uh, we found the issue, and and there was so, it was sorted before the car was launched. So uh, 
Definitely. They, they do listen to, to independent people, for sure. Fantastic. Well, let's talk about um, stunts. Uh, if that papping was a, was a stunt, then uh, this is another example of that. Toyota has developed a self-drifting car to help it uh, develop a more accurate autonomous system for self-driving cars. That line doesn't sound... This is the headline. That, it doesn't sound 100% accurate to me. This just sounds like they've, they've done something to get some publicity. There's a little bit of that, yes. Uh, so Toyota, with the, through their racing department, TRD, have, have developed a self-drifting car version of the Supra uh, with, with the help of Stanford University. So Stanford developed a, a DeLorean, which did this kind of thing. And Toyota have come in with their supercomputers and have, designed, have decided to take that further. Now, what, what their, their justification for having a self-drifting car yep. is that they say that they, they it's designed what they're saying is designed to morph the handling instincts of professional drivers with uh, with with you know uh, with banks of computers and that's thing to to make the car react well to basically to make the average person in the street react with the same reflexes that a race driver would if they're confronted with a situation you know, a car popping out or a, a kid's football jumping out in front of you that yeah. style of thing okay. so the best way they think to do that is to go all the way and create a car that can pretty much do the most extreme form of driving you can imagine on its own and then wind it back for production. So, so, so there is kind so, of method to their madness somewhere. So what's the so so I'm struggling with this one a little bit. So the, so the idea is that if if you had to avoid something in the road, you you would be able to drift your way out, out of a collision in a more sort of successful yeah. maneuver. <laughs> well so it's not so much yeah it, it, it's not so much the teaching you know to how to drift out of it, but it's it's a way to make the car react okay. super quickly and 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 to bring in a bit of the showmanship as you've kind of indicated they've chosen drifting mode of motorsport rather than just simple track driving to probably get the column inches and get people like us chatting about it yeah. but it's it, it's to make the car react um the way it would if you had a top top-notch uh, uh, racing driver with it. So it, it, the idea is, is to give all of us, even the most average Joe behind the wheel, instinctive reflexes of a professional driver with, as they put it in their words, the calculated foresight of a supercomputer to work together to avoid a crash. Um, so at the moment, yeah, they've chosen drifting because it's a, it's a very visual means yes. to show yeah. how the car can ha- hang its tail out and bring it back in. And, and a drifter is, is, a, is a controlled slide. Mm. So, you know, there, there's... If you're out of control in a drift, you're, you're facing the wrong way and, and the car stopped moving. <laughs> it's pretty easy to find out when, when you're out of control. So it's a, it's a very visually easy way to, to demonstrate their abilities is, is through this drifting method. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, very much for publicity at the moment. Yeah. There is method to their madness. Well, we're talking about it, so it's working. Uh, just before we let you go, literally 30 seconds or so, um, for, so sorry, Seven-time F1 champion Lewis Hamilton is now knighted. He's the first driver to be knighted before retiring. Just a word on that. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's uh, great. Lewis Hamilton. He's been he's been uh, knighted this year, um, and uh, he's one of four drivers that have been knighted. But he's the first one that uh, that's still an active driver. Mm. So uh, so he'll be lining up on the grid as Sir Lewis Hamilton for the first time ever. Formula One have even changed the, the three-letter acronym to give drivers for their timing screens for the whole world to oh. see on the TV screen. Instead of being H-A-M, it's going, I believe it's going to be S-I-R. So uh, oh. a little bit there, but Sir Sterling Moss, Sir Jackie Stewart and Sir Jack Brabham are the only three other drivers that have been knighted before him. So uh, huge kudos to the, to the guy uh, yeah. for the seven-time world champion. Uh, Damien, have a great week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, lots coming up for you.
Uh, gearing back into it slowly, yes. I'm, I'm stuck in Australia at the moment trying to get a flight back at some point. As you, we've probably heard with the news, things yep. have been a bit dicey with flights, uh, yep. but I'll be back at some point and then back into it, certainly in time for the Formula 1 season and, uh, and, and the, the road testing season again for sure. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. Uh, have fun. Stay safe. Enjoy your uh, EV experiment. Uh, coming up next, would you get rid of your car and rent instead if it meant it would save you money? That's the debate. You're back with Ray Addison on Motormania. Only on Dubai I 103.8. Yes, hello. Now, this this hour, we're going to be talking about the issue of car renting. Would you get rid of your car and rent instead if it meant that it would save you money? Now, it was in the news recently that car rentals are doing better than car sales. And there are now lots of companies doing everything they can to attract motorists because today renting a car can be as easy as downloading an app and ordering online. On the line now is Nicholas Watson. He's the managing director of Udrive, which is a car rental app. Good morning, Nicholas. Good morning, Ray. Yeah, Thanks how are you doing? No problem at all. Very good. No problem at all. Tell us about Udrive. Tell us how does it all work? How does the app work? So basically what we do is we take your average car that you would buy or you would rent and we digitize it. We put a box in the car and we make it digital so we can talk to the car and it can talk to us. And then we make a mobile app which puts those cars on the app and then you can choose based on its location, which car you want, where it's a Mustang or it's a uh, Nissan Sunny. Mm -hmm. And you choose the car, you book it, you have 15 minutes to get to the car, you get to the car, you open the car with a phone, you get in the car and you drive. And that's basically what we do. And the cars are all over the city, across the UAE. And we have two different models. We have per minute rental Mm -hmm. and we do daily rental. So based on your needs, you use it as fractionally as much as you would like to. Of course, I mean, the, tr- the traditional mode of, of, of car rental is something I did, I did for, for years is, you know, you're committing to a, to a month generally, you know, maybe you do longer or shorter periods. And, but with this, it's, it's, it's very much shorter. How did this kind of come around? Where's the demand for this? The, the demand is for your commuters, like in high density population areas mm. where you have like an average 30 minute trip once in the morning, once in the evening, maybe you do a couple of extra throughout the day, depending on who you are and what you're doing. Mm. Um, and there isn't really a mode of transport to take you from your house or your community to your office. Because obviously bus routes go in different directions according to mass transport, um, but that might not be your route itself. So I think people are frustrated with deposits and having to call a company and find a car and then have it delivered to the house and then to pick it up and you're losing hours or you're just not finding the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And it just boils down to attitude change. We want it now, I want it outside my house or on my street. And I just want to walk up to the car and get in it. I don't want to talk to anybody, I don't want to speak to anybody. And I think this is obviously key during COVID as well. Mm -hmm. Um, People just don't want to engage with anybody. They just want to get in a car and drive. And that's what we do. We, We fractionalize it down to the minute. So you could drive from your neighbor's house to your house and we charge you only for that. Wow. Okay. So I recently um, tried to rent an, an e-scooter down in JLT. And um, what I found on their app was that you would have to uh, obviously pick it up from one of the designated places, but then you'd have to drop it off in certain designated pre-approved areas as well. Is that, so- is that something that is factored into this? You have to actually park the car somewhere where it's allowed to be parked? You're allowed, so we are what, what's called free float. So what you just mm-hmm. mentioned is called station-based. Okay. So the vehicle has a starting location and an ending location, and it must be within one of these areas. So 
our vehicles are free float. So as long as you're legally parking them mm-hmm. in a legally parking uh, place, you can leave a car there. So you could be in the greens and drive it to DIFC and leave it in DIFC. You mm-hmm. can take it from DIFC to Marina and leave it in Marina as long as it's legal parking space. We pay for parking, we pay for petrol, we pay for insurance. We cover everything. Oh, we so don't you, have any you, other costs. You guys are automatically paying for parking. So do, do you know if, say, if I, if I was to drive it and drop it in a particular parking zone and then just you know, leave, would you know automatically to pay for the parking? Yes, that's what we built. That's, that's what makes us uh, mm-hmm. efficient. <laughs> we yeah. don't have humans doing that. We have machines doing that. And that's, what, that's our technology stack that we built is to reduce the need for an action happening on a street mm. to literally the, um, the, the parking being paid or the fine being paid, etc. So we, we digitized that entire experience. You're blowing my mind, Nick. I, did, I had no idea. I had no <laughs> idea. Um, so what sort of interest have you, have you seen so far? Is it, is it something that, that's increasing? Are people, I mean, I, you know, I'm obviously learning about this exact mode of rental for the first time. Is it something that people are aware of? It is. Well, look, so we have, uh, we don't, since we, we started you driving, we were the first in the region. Mm. Um, we we uh, have had consistently large increases in users, but unable to meet the demand for the, 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 the requirements of the market. Mm-hmm. So pre-COVID, we were having a lot of registrations a month. And then post-COVID, it went up by 27%. So effectively, the the attitude of people in the region has changed even more in our favor. Mm-hmm. And I think this is primarily because I think on the previous guest you had, you were talking about risk of living in the country, COVID, how much it's uh, people losing their jobs. They might be moving next month. They don't know. They may be moving between yeah. jobs. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, not making a fixed income, a fixed commitment to an asset is a, is a really nice way to ensure that you have flexibility. And then if you try to go normal monthly rental, well, you have to put deposits down, you have to have the vehicle parked at your location, you have to pay for all that. So mm-hmm. with us, if you if you need to move, you just rent the car for the five minutes, the fifty minutes, whatever you need. The thing about my car is it's 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 filthy, but it's my filth, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so so how do I know how do I know it's clean when I, you know if somebody's rented it and then they leave it and then I come I I look at the app and I come and pick you know, pick it up. How do I know it's 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 gonna be clean, is it and sterile? especially considering the, so, the, the times are well, in. Well, so look, pre-COVID, uh, we, we followed best practice on cleaning the cars, mm-hmm. right? Making sure they're clean. If, there's, if there is ever, you know, some customers are cleaner than others. If a customer got in the car after someone else and they said it wasn't as clean as it should be, mm-hmm. then we'd lock the car and we'd bring another car to them straight away or we'd take them to another car. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we make sure if that ever happens, we resolve it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 25 drivers all over Dubai, uh, riding in cars, riding on bikes, the bike guys that are only sanitizing the interiors of the vehicles. So as soon as somebody's finished with a vehicle, the bike guy's there, he cleans it. Um, so we, we provide we put, um, in the car a sanitizer, we put hand wipes. Sometimes it's a bit of a shopping spree for some people to um. you know, acquire some sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're constantly updating and cleaning. And of course, we do this all in, in relation to the RTA regulations as well. Okay. So, we, we, we try to do the best we can to ensure that uh, you have a safe journey. Mm. So I understand you've been crunching the numbers. Uh, I know it's hard to put a definitive number to it, but for an average expat, would it be cheaper to rent instead of to buy? So I'm going to say, yeah, it's cheaper to rent, but it also depends on how much you need to physically be in a car. Mm-hmm. So the first thing anybody who wants to own or rent needs to decide is, 
do they want to pay for depreciation while they're not using it? Mm-hmm. And that's basically the answer is you, you're accepting that when you are buying a car. If you, I'll give you an example. You take a Nissan Sunny. It's, uh, the 2021 is like 57K, right, depending mm-hmm. on, on who you're speaking to. Uh, depreciation may be 20%, right, for the first year. Uh, you guys might say high, you might say lower, let's just take an average. So you're already losing 11,000 dirhams a year on that vehicle um, just by buying it. Yeah. Um, and then you have the interest, you have insurance, which we'd say is about 2,000 dirhams. And then if you are in a, uh, if you don't have your own internal underground parking, which is predominantly for when you're not at work, mm-hmm. um, you are paying for parking unless your company provides it, which is very unlikely. And Dubai has become very commercialized in parking spaces. So as you can imagine, four years ago, parking was pretty much free. Now it's paid for every inch. Uh, a large portion of the interest of Dubai. So we can do a calculation if you want live on the radio um, based on a certain car and you can just we can just plug it in and see what happens. Go on then. Well, look, I, yeah. I, I, I drive a Kia Picanto, as you would expect from the host of a motoring show. So <laughs> let's let's look at that. How, how much would it cost me? All right. So uh, do you have miles per gallon, kilometers per litre? Um, we can take the equivalent. Nissan Sunny might be close to it. It's a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, but we can type in anything you want. So if you take, uh, well, let's do a Kia Picanto. It's roughly about what, 42K to buy. Uh, th- I would say, no, about 30, about 33K. 33. 33? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Perfect. Done. <laughs> how many kilometers, miles per gallon? Uh, well, you want to know how many is on the clock or it's done now? No, no. How, how many fuel economy? Because we charge by the minute, not your distance. So mm. if you want to compare to you drive, so this is the thing. So if you take a 43 mile per gallon car Go on then. and you yep. put a uh, 30 minute commute for each trip, yeah, yeah, right. That's uh, traveling about 80 kilometers per hour. That's mm-hmm. 40 kilometers in an hour, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're talking about five dirhams in petrol mm-hmm. per trip times by two trips a day two work and back. Mm-hmm. And then you say on the weekends you do trips as well. Two trips on a Saturday and a Friday. So that's another two trips, so that's 60 trips a month you're going to be spending roughly, um, you'll save about 1,500 to 2,500 dirhams with us, depending on which price point you put the vehicle at. By renting. So mm. the, yeah, by renting. So, uh, yeah, and then you have none of the stress, right? So if you're talking about zero to zero, then you're like, well, okay, fine, no problem. I don't, I, I, it's my car, I don't have to worry about it. But you can't change your car tomorrow. Mm. You can't go and drive a Mustang. You can't go drive uh, a Nissan Sentra. You might need seven seats, so you then can't go take a seven seater that might be on our fleet. And that's something so you, you are literally. That's so, sorry, Nick, but that's something you offer as well. You know, you, you, you people could drive a dream car, something they could never dream of owning. Yeah, absolutely. Like, look at the Nissan, um, the Nissan Sunny. It's a it's a very functional car for commuting, mm. right? So, like your Kia Picanto, you use it here from one place to another, and it really is just transporting your body. Um, I, I'm not sure how much emotional experience you have on that vehicle. It's, it's deep. But, yeah, okay, there you go. So like, it's very, obviously you're very attached to it. So like for us, for example, we, we look at a customer's driving a Kia Picanto this morning, but if there's a Mustang sat outside his office, I guarantee you the, the windows are down, the arms mm-hmm. on the out the window, and they're driving like they're, um, they're in a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the attachment you get to that is, is uh, you, you can't, you know, if you can't afford that vehicle, it's very unlikely you're not you're going to take one for the day, but you would do one for 30 minutes, for mm. example, to drive home. And that changes your attitude. Now, you have to be culturally ready to let go of the emotional component of owning a car. Um, it's really yes. interesting, though, if you go from, if you, go, if, you, if you have a Nissan Sunny or any sort of new 2021 20, vehicle, you're saving 6,000 dirhams mm. um, uh, a year, 
with uDrive. So, but if you are a big driver and you're driving like thousands of minutes a month, like 3,000 minutes, then it, it might make sense for you to go and buy a car mm -hmm. or take a fixed period car, like a month car, mm. because then it gets a bit cheaper. Depends We're fractionalizing the ownership, yeah. So, so Nick, you were saying that you saw 27% increase um, after COVID. I mean, is this something that you're, obviously people are, People are sort of getting onto this now because of because of necessity. Just quickly, do you do you think that it's going to change uh, after COVID and in the new normal? Do you, do you expect those figures to drop, or will people sort of um, have changed their habits? Well, so you know, it's really funny. Before COVID, we had more demand than cars on the road anyway, and the reason we don't have a, a enough cars on the road is because of the regulations, specifically in Dubai, that we're only allowed two hundred cars at the moment. And we're working right. with the RTA to increase that. Mm -hmm. uh, we have other fleet in the UAE, Abu Dhabi and Sharjah. So we always had more demand than vehicles on the road. And I, and I think that was, that's a good thing for us because the culture is changing. Millennials don't want to own, for example, people just want cars for when they need the car and then that's it. Everybody's working from home now. So you're in even more of a situation where you just don't want to buy mm. and companies are changing to allowing you to work from home. So let's be realistic. We, we don't see any downward trend at all. And I think the uptick to 27% was because of the short uh, negativity of the market. But people are starting to work from home more. Uh, and Nick, that opens up more doors for us. We have to leave it there, but it's absolutely fascinating chatting to you. Thank you so much. Uh, Nicholas Watson there, the managing director of UDrive, the uh, car rental app. And you know where to find those, Google and, and Apple and all over the web. Uh, you'll find the app. Nick, thanks so much. Great. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Now, uh, on this show, we've been running a couple of surveys. Uh, you just heard from Nicholas of UDrive. Um, they're very busy. It's a brand new app where you can rent a car by the minute or by the day. Uh, and the whole sort of car rental field is changing. Um, so if you own or, or rent a car, what would you rather do? Uh, we've been running a survey online. Um, yes, I want to rent is 20%. No, I love my wheels, 80%. I'm not massively surprised by that, but I wonder if there's a few dinosaurs like me who didn't really understand how rental has changed. You know, when I think about renting, I think about the, you know, the thousands of dirhams I spent over six years <laughs> renting car that I could have could have paid for many times over. Um, but with this, maybe you don't need a car so much anymore. Your life has changed, your lifestyle has changed. And when you do need a car, this is actually the cost effective way of doing it. Well, let's see how uh, that changes over time. Um, we've also been talking about celebrity cars and asking if you would ever want to own a celebrity celebrity car. Why are we talking about this? Well, because David Hasselhoff, the actor uh, who starred as Michael Knight in the famous 1980s series Knight Rider, uh, is selling his version of the kit car. Uh, what was the kit car? It was a car that could talk. Love this tune. shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. That was the theme tune to a show that I would watch that every every uh, I think it was on Saturday or was it on Sunday? I have a feeling that I used to have it watch it while I was eating my roast dinner uh, on a, on a Sunday, um, and it was a talking car and he was fighting crime. And it was super cool. Uh, this is the first time that the car ever spoke. All right, might as well put on some music. All these weird gadgets, you think they'd give you a radio. What would you like to hear? What the hell was that? 
Do you wish further information on Silicon Valley? Hell no. I want to know who you are and how you're listening in. There's no reason for increased volume. I am scanning your interrogatives quite satisfactorily. I am the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor. K-I-T-T for easy reference. A kit if you prefer. May I suggest you put the car in the autocruise mode for safety's sake? No, you may not. And that's final. Good night. Good night. I can't believe this. A car that talks back to me. And he's uh, selling a lot of other uh, memorabilia related to the show as well. It's at liveauctioneers.com. The current price, uh, it's uh, the current bid rather, is about $450,000. I think there's just just under 10 hours left to go. Um, but people are saying, and the experts that we had on the show today, um, Damien and Matthew, they're saying that they think it will go for a lot more than that. So we'll keep an eye on that and we'll update you uh, when we're next on air. Uh, but would you pay more for a celebrity's car? Uh, 33% of you, give me those wheels. Uh, 67% no, it's a waste of cash. And I'm not entirely surprised by that. Uh, lots of texts on the show as well that we didn't get the chance to read out for Fix It or Flip It. Thanks for texting in Sheldon, Sandeep, Marnie, Richard and everybody else. We will be reading them out on the next programme, which is on the 6th of February. Uh, you can follow us online at Dubai I 1038FM. And of course, uh, we look forward to coming back on air with all the latest motoring news, Fix It or Flip It and all the latest features as well. If you've been listening over the last couple of hours or the last 10 minutes, we appreciate your company and we'll see you next time.